Since 2006, the Charities Golf Classic has been held each summer to raise critical funds for Catholic Charities of Lake County. While this event cannot be held this year in person, your help is needed now more than ever. An online event is being held for all those who regularly attend this outing and want to continue their tradition of support. Your donation to Catholic Charities will ensure that all programs are running at full strength when people need help most. 92 cents of every dollar donated goes directly to helping people in need. Be a champion and support the Charities Golf Classic this year. Go to catholiccharities.net and search for Charities Golf Classic or call 847-782-4119. That's 847-782-4119. Thank you. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio, coordinator in the Mission Office, and our engineer this morning is Mike. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM. We hope you'll join us every third Thursday of the month from 8.30 to 9 a.m. Today we have with us Brother Charles Nuagaba, a vowed member of the Brothers of St. Charles Luanga, also known as the Bana Caroli Brothers. Brother Charles is the previous assistant provincial vicar for his congregation, which works in Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania. He happens to be here in Chicago now because he is studying at Loyola University, working on a master's in pastoral counseling. We have him here by phone. So good morning, and thank you for joining us today, Brother Charles. Uh, good morning. Thank you, Megan. Uh, I am happy to be part of this program. It's great. Thanks so much. Um, now, as I mentioned, uh, Brother Charles is studying at Loyola, 
but this is not the first time he has visited Chicago. He was here from 2005 to 2009 uh, studying for a bachelor's and his first master's degree at Loyola. Um, and since that time, he has visited almost every year, usually in the summers, so that he can represent the brothers and speak as part of the mission cooperation plan. And this is how we came to know him at the mission office. So he has a, um, a, a good relationship here with the folks of Chicago, having come so many times. He does an excellent job of raising awareness for mission. So, Brother Charles, you're studying at Loyola right now. Can you tell us about the education that you've been pursuing here in Chicago and how it helps you minister back in East Africa? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, education, which I have acquired from Royal University of Chicago, uh, has shaped me in a different way, and especially about uh, social justice, mm-hmm. the way I look at things, the way I integrate faith and hope into my services to the poor and the vulnerable people. And this has made a big impact in my communities about uh, defining how I can integrate social justice into my studies. Right, yeah. So and now currently you're studying pastoral counseling, and previously what had you studied for the bachelor's and, and the previous master's? Uh, for my bachelor's, I had it in uh, economics, and my mm. master's, I had it in education, specializing in the uh, administration and supervision, and in uh, 2019, I went back home. Ah, right, okay. Now, and those are all very practical uh, areas of study, um, and I, I guess uh, you've probably put those to use as well um, in, in working in, in schools with the education degree and in some of the finances for the congregation? Yes. Uh, practically, the way uh, our, our way of life as, as brothers is reflected in our services to the poor. Mm-hmm. And we are committed to human dignity and the social justice. Yeah. What we are doing is all about the faith and hope. How can we integrate this into our services? Mm-hmm. And we are the voice to the vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. So my work has been creating social change among these vulnerable people and marginalized communities. The marginalized, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say, when I ask the question about, well, what have you obtained from this education? I'll admit, I'm going to admit my bias here. I was thinking, well, what have you studied? You know, what is the, the, the subject matter? And you responded, I've learned how to integrate social justice <laughs> into, you know, every aspect of what I do. Um, I think that's a credit to Loyola University. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think the integration of faith and, of faith and hope and social justice yeah. is very important for our communities. Yeah, because anything and everything that you learn at that level can be applied yes. to change people's lives for the better, to bring them hope and um, and bring change into um, unjust situations. Um, and, and now, just to clarify this too, that you're working on pastoral counseling now, and, and just mentioning for our audience, you recently celebrated your 25th Jubilee, your anniversary of your vocation as a brother. Um, yes. But you're working on a new degree in a new area. Um, why is it that you've chosen to continue now with the studies? Uh, I have chosen back to come back to do uh, pastoral counseling because, uh, as I found out uh, in my country, mm-hmm. uh, there is a big need for, uh, for having people who do uh, counseling Mm-hmm. And uh, 
On top of that, uh, as we integrate uh, social justice, you, know, you have to know that some of our people we serve come from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. and it's very important to have this knowledge so that we can help them from the grassroots. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one thing to make sure people have enough to eat and make sure they're in a safe place, but it's another to really help them heal from the inside out, um, their spirituality, their sense of, of who they are, and, um, and yeah, if they've had traumatic experiences, pastoral counseling is essential. Yes, and, uh, and during my ministry, I have met too many youth who struggle with mental health and lack of options for clinical treatment. Mm -hmm. So as I am acquiring this uh, master's degree in pastoral counseling, I think it will help me to acquire the necessary formal skills to handle such a vulnerable people in giving them a way forward. Wow. Yeah. Well, I applaud your continued um, response to whatever the need is. You, you get the education you need and you bring it back. Um, and we're very lucky, of course, that you're here in Chicago right now. Um, so can you just tell us in general a little bit more? I know you've already mentioned a few types of ministries. Um, you know, okay. Who are the brothers of St. Charles Luanga, also known as Benacaroli? And um, how were they founded? What was the origin? Okay, the Brothers of St. Charles Luanga uh, is an indigenous religious order which was founded in Uganda in 1927 and purposely for giving education to the youth and Christian values. Mm -hmm. So the brothers accompany young people in creation of hope-filled future. Mm -hmm. The brothers have extensive network of schools and training institutes for vocational skills. Yeah. We give a special attention to the education of girls, young women, mm -hmm. including teenager mothers, who have been forced to leave schools to care for their young children and who are among the most vulnerable human beings in the society. Mm -hmm. We work with them to protect both their unborn children and their dependent ones. Mm -hmm. Some of our brothers work in orphanages and slums mm -hmm. where we rescue, rehabilitate, mm -hmm. educate, right. and integrate thousands of children from streets and slums. Mm -hmm. And the brothers work hard to strengthen communities through grassroots by helping people help others. Mm -hmm. And for many years, since 1927, mm -hmm. we have been agents of social transformation in the marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At our schools, we work hard to foster dignity and respect for each other. And we believe that the most fulfilling thing in life is helping people to help others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it. You know, I think the thing that's the most amazing work, especially when working with young people and children, is this is a, a new generation, and that that they'll a they're able when they come of age then to make humongous change. Um, especially the more children you work with. And it sounds like all different kinds of situations. I know it's three different countries that the brothers are in, in East Africa. Um, and I also would like to say that when Brother Charles has visited us in the past, you bring some of the handiwork, the crafting that your students do, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, yes, and, and you know, this young, bo young ch the youth 
as I said, that we give them education to go and help others, yeah. they go back and do the same to their communities. Bob. Right. They take it back, they share it with others, uh, and it becomes a huge um, movement for change. Wonderful. Well, I mean, I'd like us to at least touch on this before we take our break. Um, Of course, we know that COVID-19, this pandemic, is affecting everybody around the whole world. It must be affecting the communities where the brothers are ministering as well. What can you tell us about the state of things? Oh, uh, COVID-19 really has been a very big challenge to us in our communities. As I said, that we serve among the vulnerable and marginalized people. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the most we have been somehow successful. Uh, we have not incurred any uh, many deaths in Uganda. In fact, in Uganda has not registered any deaths. No deaths. Wow. Kenya have registered few deaths, more, not more than ten, and Tanzania have not registered any deaths. Okay. But I think. Uh, Part of our focus has been like uh, uh, community connection, mm-hmm. community of listeners, mm-hmm. community of sharing and helping each other. Okay. And our focus has been how we educate the community to protect themselves, mm. how they can interact, how to gather, and how to support each other. And despite the fact that we have many challenges, especially we don't have some of the facilities, we don't have running water, Mm -hmm. we don't have enough soap and masks, Mm -hmm. but uh, helping each other has been part of our mission, Mm -hmm. and people have been really uh, uh, very sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, from good friends and good will wishers, Mm -hmm. we have managed to... uh, Supply them with masks, mm-hmm. teach them how to do social distancing, mm-hmm. washing their hands, mm-hmm. and community supportive because every person cares for another. Yeah. And I think this has helped us to uh, accomplish part of our mission in uh, reducing the spread of COVID-19. Oh, that's a miracle. It's wonderful to hear. Yes, I think the community itself went is energized and they know what they want and they have the space and they can help each other. Yeah. It makes a difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lesson we're learning here <laughs> in the United yes. States. We, I think people have come through in many ways. There's occasions where maybe not so, but um, that we're learning about how we really do need each other and we do uh, can help each other uh, in so many ways. All right, well, uh, it's time for our break now, but we'll be back to continue our discussion of the Banakaroli brothers in East Africa. Stay tuned. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. 
The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Catholic Charities Senior Unity Mass is a wonderful tradition that gathers more than 300 seniors from Chicago and its suburbs each year for a celebration of faith and friendship. Since public health guidelines do not allow us to meet in person this summer, the 2020 Senior Unity Mass will be held online on Thursday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Anyone age 55 plus is cordially invited. Find your nearest computer and log in to youtube.com, then type Catholic Chicago. We and our special guests are excited to stay connected to all of the seniors we care so very much about with this special event. That's the Catholic Charities Senior Unity Mass on August 6th at 11 a.m. on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. We hope to see you there. Since 2006, the Charities Golf Classic has been held each summer to raise critical funds for Catholic Charities of Lake County. While this event cannot be held this year in person, your help is needed now more than ever. An online event is being held for all those who regularly attend this outing and want to continue their tradition of support. Your donation to Catholic Charities will ensure that all programs are running at full strength when people need help most. 92 cents of every dollar donated goes directly to helping people in need. Be a champion and support the Charities Golf Classic this year. Go to catholiccharities.net and search for Charities Golf Classic or call 847-782-4119. That's 847-782-4119. Thank you. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. If you're just tuning in, I am Megan Mio, coordinator for the Mission Office, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. We are speaking with Brother Charles Numagaba, a member of the Brothers of St. Charles Luanga, a missionary religious institute of men ministering in Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania. Now, before the break, we were discussing the ministries of the brothers and learning about how COVID-19 has impacted them. These ministries of education, rehabilitation, and development with children are so necessary and urgent, which must be why you, uh, Brother Charles, and the brothers were finalists for the Opus Prize in 2019. The Opus Prize is an annual faith-based humanitarian award which recognizes leaders and organizations that develop creative solutions to some of the world's most pressing problems. Now, as a finalist, the brothers were awarded a gift of $100,000. So um, can you tell us, Brother Charles, about how your congregation was selected and what was the process like? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, when, I came, when I came to the United States in 2005, uh, in 2007, I said uh, Christians, Catholics in Chicago uh, should know about our ministry. Mm. So uh, I just did this program raising awareness for our ministry in East Africa. Mm -hmm. and, and through that, uh, many people came to know who are the brothers, yeah. the impact they make, the difference they make among the marginalized and uh, vulnerable people. Mm -hmm. 
So with Ops Prize, uh, I think and I believe uh, you don't make application for Ops Prize. Mm -hmm. They select you according to their values. And since I opened uh, Chicago Archdiocese Mission, uh, Mission Office open for mid-doors, uh -huh. I extended also my, uh, my, 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 my appeal to other dioceses in Midwest. Mm. And definitely uh, with the brothers' values of sustainable change addressing the root cause of social problems mm -hmm. and uh, the faith which is revealed in our prayer, uh, and commitment to justice, yeah. I believe that the uh, Ops Prize people and people whom I had seen in two different parishes, in the Archdiocese of Chicago, in the Archdiocese of Green Bay, in, in St. Louis, okay. I think that's how we came to be selected. Uh, somebody nominated you? Is that right? You yes, some some people, not only one person, some people oh, nominated, some people nominated me, and then they went through the jury, and then they they voted for me, and then they came to, uh, to our ministry in Kenya. Oh, in, okay. They visited us for almost for four four days. Okay. Uh, a group of seven people came to see what we do on the ground. Yeah. The impact we have on the people, mm -hmm. and I think to me. Uh, our commitment uh, for successful transforming lives, mm -hmm. I think, inspired them when they came to see our work. Yeah. Right. Because I think Ops, Ops Prize, uh, they just recognize individuals, organizations who have championed faith, field change, yeah. who have been committed to successful transforming lives, yeah. who have motivated many people by their faith and region. And I think we are in the, uh, the lines of their values. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just doing a little research about the Opus Prize, they're interested in inspiring change in creative responses to the pressing problems of our time. And the other finalists from 2019, at least, um, one was from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, another was from Puerto Rico. So it looked like we're looking at all parts of the world and um and like you mentioned faith-based although it doesn't have to be christian or catholic yeah. faith too which um if you check out the opus prize website you'll see some pretty amazing right uh, people and organizations that um have been awarded or have been finalists yes um so now the brothers of saint charles received uh as a finalist a gift of one hundred thousand dollars how's that going to be put to use Already, we have already received this money, and it is already being put in use. Okay. Uh, it went to uh, to one of the biggest slums in in Africa, and this is Nairobi. Mm -hmm. uh, it is called Chibera, mm -hmm. where we have program for uh, vocational training, giving people services to go back to the village and help others. Mm -hmm. And we have a special program of teenager mothers, mm -hmm. girls who have been in the schools, Girls who have never gone to schools who get pregnant, mm. and then their parents uh, throw them away because of the culture norms. Mm. And uh, these people, we bring them to, uh, to our center. Mm -hmm. We give them education. We give them skills, yeah. and then we send them back to uh, to the community to transform other people. 
So we are extending, we are expanding our program mm -hmm. uh, in vocational training. We are expanding our program in these teenager mothers, yeah. and we are reaching more people on the streets so that we can give them vocational training programs, yeah. which can transform their lives and which can transform their other people's lives when they finish their course. Yeah, it increases your capacity probably too. You're able yes. to. I'm sure you have people who you wish you could help. Yes. But don't always have the ability to take it on. Um, wow, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Uh, I know uh, you. Our listeners may have heard Brother Charles's story before because he was featured in a Chicago Catholic article back in November around the time when the uh, award was announced. And um, so the other thing that you mentioned as you spoke was um, ways that you've tried to promote and make people more aware uh, of the work of the brothers is the mission appeals, um, which this is that season, the summer months right now. Um, you've come to Chicago many times. You've visited other dioceses and made appeals there as well. Now, this year is a little bit different <laughs> um, because we our speakers can't travel like they normally can. And of course, for the safety of everyone, um, it's better that we don't have in-person appeals, although that is um, one of the essential ways that the mission appeals work. We're, we're adjusting this year um, and seeing how that works. Uh, we're doodle utilizing um, electronic messages, videos, and written out uh, appeal messages that hopefully will be shared at the parishes on the weekend of August 1st and 2nd, and the brothers are participating this year. Um, so tell us, Brother Charles, previous to 2020, what was it like to make a mission appeal in person, especially when you're visiting a new parish, a new area you've never been to before? Good. Uh, doing mission appeal uh, has been a tremendous important to me because it has a big impact on my own life. Uh-huh. I have seen the effects when people are energized in their faith. Uh -huh. They live their faith by making this world a community of solidarity, going beyond their cultures, going beyond their homes, yeah. going beyond their races, and going beyond their continent. Mm -hmm. And visiting these parishes, I have been overwhelmed by the nice and friendly welcome. Wow. The solidarity care and love have shown me that we belong to the universal family. Mm -hmm. And this is about contrast. Americans know, want to know about contrast and reality. Mm -hmm. Some people don't know that there are people, impoverished communities existing in our countries. Mm -hmm. So sharing our, our knowledge, sharing our message with them, I think it has inspired many people uh, to give. It's not begging, mm -hmm. but many people I think I found out they feel that mission appeals relate to their faith in expression as Catholics. As Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a spiritual decision. Mm -hmm. So it, I have realized their charity as a spiritual decision, supporting the poor as part of our spiritual lives. Yeah. And uh, I have learned this from them, that they feel they have that obligation mm -hmm. of supporting the poor through their spiritual lives and connecting to other countries. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, and I would say 
you know, I, I, as you do with all other ministries, you're bringing hope to people because I think that Americans see the news, they hear the bad news more often, and they don't know about some of the good things that are going on, especially that the church is in leading um, in some of that good work, sustainable, creative solutions to these these pressing social problems. And um, so it's hopeful for Americans to hear that, uh, the, the good news side of it. Um, and and I think you're right. It, it connects this this work of charity to their spiritual lives as well. And I think that that's why we wanted to continue with the mission appeals this year, um, even though we couldn't have in-person visits, is because that message still needs to be shared. Uh, and um, I, I knew that all of our causes would be happy to share it in, in through video and through written out messages uh, instead this year. So thank you so much for joining us by phone, Brother Charles. Welcome. We thank you for your continued and ever-evolving commitment to ministry with children who have a great need in East Africa. Thank you for being part of our ministry. Oh, of course. We'll support you. That's what we're here for. We are very grateful. Oh, wonderful. I invite our listeners to tune in next month for more Mission Matters Live. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, always be on mission. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.